0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, barbecuers of all ages, Cowboy Calf here welcoming you to the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Myron Mixon Smokers. Are you a caterer, a competitor, a barbecue enthusiast? Myron Mixon has the smoker for you. Check out all their styles at MyronMixonSmokers.com
1: and don't forget to tell them Mikey K sent you. Do you enjoy this podcast? Our blogs? Well, join our growing community of friends over on Patreon and help support your favorite barbecue podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube page for lots of videos on different styles of barbecue,
0: different recipes, and the entrepreneurship of barbecue. And now, here's your host, Mikey K.
1: What's up, guys? So we're hanging out with Michael from Fit Griller, if you're on Instagram, it's fitgriller, all one word, super easy, fitgriller.com for all of you that aren't on the Instagram. But Michael, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. Uh, how you been, buddy? We we met you in Kansas City a couple months ago. Uh, we chatted a little bit there and uh, now we get to chat for the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Traveled a few miles since then.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, with the MBBQA, that was fun, and then with MBBQA, we also went to Memphis in May, where I was lucky enough to MC a reception for Tuffy Stone, where we gave him a, an honorarium, and, and I gave him an award for being such an impact in barbecue. So that was a fantastic event, right there on the river, looking out over all these barbecue teams and friends in the tent, and it was just a great morning.
1: I mean, Tuffy's is a Tuffy's an amazing human. He's done so much for not only the sport of barbecue, but just the cuisine of barbecue. With the amount that he's written, um, the amount that he's researched, and 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 the crazy well, stuff those, that those he's French done
0: those French culinary roots, you know those yeah. French culinary roots. He's bringing that culinary approach and and that science of the smoke and wood.
1: That's exactly. the reason
0: he's he's called the professor for a reason.
1: Yep. He, he, he's bringing, you know, he, like, like he said so many times, he uses smoke as a seasoning, kind of like salt and pepper. And that's, that's something that I've always said too, is, you know, you have to think of your smoke as, as an, as another seasoning. And I don't think enough people do that.
0: Well, and some of them over it. That's a, that's a problem people have. And then they undersmoke it. It's just finding that just right blend. But yep. you know what? Also, too, what was fun with Tuffy is, and I'm not saying that award had anything to do with it, but he did go on and win the whole darn thing that weekend.
1: Maybe, But maybe it was like that little bit of luck. You know, got this award, feeling good. It, sometime- I used to
0: have a blues and jazz show back in college on the radio, and, and uh, maybe we gave him some Memphis Blues Mojo.
1: Maybe, you know, absolutely, absolutely. So if you can tell us a little bit more about what you do and what kind of FitGriller.com is.
0: Well, I started when I was seven years old. So um, I was lucky enough to have a paper route in the neighborhood where a guy was a competitive cook. And that guy was Tony Stone. And I actually went up and tugged on his pants leg and said, what you doing, mister? And he was kind enough to take the 20, 30 minutes and, and talk to me about it. With that, it comes modern day. And uh, I finished wrapping up the uh, Sam's Club National Pro Barbecue Tour about a year and a half, two years ago now. And then since then, I've been focused. I had been focused in building social media and brands for major corporations. And now I'm able to do it for small business and barbecue. I mean, that's awesome. It is fun. There's just so much that you can do with it. There is. And there's so much that you can do with each individual person's story. And ultimately it is telling that story and that experience and through social media, you've got so many options and there are some, some formulas and things you got to figure out that are constantly changing. So you're in a small business environment, it pays to actually get advice.
1: It's kind of crazy how social media, um, once you kind of think you have it figured out, they decide to change that algorithm. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like about four weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Oh dude, it's killing me. Well, we'll talk. You know, it's we'll killing me. It, you know what it is? It, it's just a, sometimes it's a rough one. Sometimes it's just killing me on it. But it, it, if you, you know, once once you figure it out and once you start getting the next thing going, and it it starts to come back, right? Um, I was speaking yes. with uh, a friend at a at a very large brand. We won't say what brand it was, and what ended up happening to them. Is Google actually read their read their entire website as a one single page because of a because of a keystroke error? Wow! And they're like, we basically nothing was being read properly, so like all these blogs, all these things that they had done didn't it didn't it meant nothing to Google? Like it was just reading it as one page.
0: Yeah. Well, and then you know you've got situations like the ribs hashtag a few weeks ago. An ugly situation with with folks being bullied and stuff showing their ribs. and then they they d- start downplaying the ribs hashtag. So you got to play around it,
1: yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it there's always that movement of what's the next big thing? What do we go into? how do we how do we get there before the curve, right?
0: Well, and also, too, how do you be authentic about it? How does it fit you? And ultimately, I think real easily it's able to see, like, i g I'm the man with the voice. I've been an MC at a number of events and world food championships, Sam's tours, all that fun stuff. But I'm also a competitive cook, so I've got to relay that across. Like since I've seen you, I went to Boonville. Can I tell a quick story? Absolutely. And the um went to Boonville to an SCA event. I love how the SCA is doing their things. It's just relaxed and it's very, very quick, you know. You know, I, I love it gets hurt.
1: I love the SCA, I really do. Not only not only the people behind the SCA, which are amazing humans, um, but the way that they kind of decided to do this event, I feel like they really—they're doing it in a very classy, like classy way, and it's—it's it's just really good to me.
0: It is. It's what we it's how we want to be in barbecue. I think Um, a little bit more relaxed if they see you from the finish line and you're going to the time's going to run out. You're still making it. You know, those kinds of sentiments that goes a long way. But uh, this is my my God has a sense of humor story. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's one of these things when you show up at a contest. It was a barbecue NSCA event. and One of the friends of mine that was there he had never cooked an SCA, just bought a PK grill that day and had no idea, had no spices. Now that he said, what am I going to do? I said, how much time we got till cook's meeting. And, and he came over we spent about 30, 45 minutes, that same thing about passing it on. Like I found out about barbecue from Tony, I tried to do for, for him. And, uh, Darned, if I didn't teach him too good, I got second place and he got first.
1: (laughs) See, oh man, you can't, you can't teach him all the (laughs) tricks.
0: Hey, you know, but that's, that's part of it. You know, you want to give and, and if they beat you, if they're better cooked than you, so be it. But, uh, winds up, winds up, he used my spices and everything. And I was proud for him. And, uh, but I'm lucky enough. I, I went to one contest in the Netherlands last year, and I qualified for the SCA World. And then uh, now I've, I've got the pass down. Um, I don't know whether it was guilt or whether he had a conflict on his schedule. Let's say the conflict on the schedule. But uh, anyway, I'm going to the Fort Worth and, and looking forward to competing in October.
1: Yeah, that's going to be. I mean, that's going to be awesome. I, I think the, what the SCA is doing, honestly, like with the with the steak cookoffs, they're just so much fun.
0: Yeah. They're just it is. Well, and it's in my wheelhouse too. I was the grill master for beef at what's for dinner for three years, traveling the country. So yep. I love steak. Every I just look at steak and I start drooling, you know?
1: And you're like, yeah, that, that one looks fantastic. Let's do it. And how yep. and I like how SCA kind of wraps it all together where you don't have to go bring your own meat. They bring yep. it for you. And I think that really puts everyone on a more level playing field.
0: Well, and the openness. We don't care what you cook on. Bring a George Foreman and plug it in. We don't care. That's that's their mentality. They don't yep. care if you soup feed it or or however you want to do it. And that ultimately leaves that creativity instead of winding up eventually becoming a evolving into a tenderness contest. It opens everything up, and I think still people have some room to grow. And and it's not just a formula, one and a half minutes, one and a half or whatever your temps yep. and, and times are. Yep. Now
1: where. Considering you've been on the barbecue circuit for a very long time, you did the Sam's Club Invitationals, you did all, that, all that stuff, cheers my good sir, uh, you did all that, um, where do you kind of see barbecue going next?
0: I think you, you sort of ride the wave um, when you rode it with Barbecue Pitmasters, and I was lucky enough to be on it twice and loved the ride, but um, then also too, this is only the beginning. I I compare it to bacon. It's sort of twin sister or twin brother because, you know, it's been a decade-long love affair with bacon that has been a boom. Um, You know, you're you're not having the bacon sodas and the bacon chewing gum necessarily, but you've got that growth. And if you look at the culinary growth of going from select briskets, I always like to use brisket as an example. We used to just pick it up at the grocery store, go to a competition and cook it and see who wound up doing the best. Then our competitive nature came into play, and we start using Choice, and then we start using Prime. Now we're ordering A five Wagyu from Australia, and or whatever you know, A nines from Australia and A fives from Japan. It's it's um, it's really incredible. The culinary, the judges' palates have changed too. And I was lucky enough to see um, on the competitive side because I was on the Sam's tour so much, and in that judges' tent, I was able to see judges' reactions to that that um, Wagyu and and going from a prime to a Wagyu sort of flavor profile.
1: And it's kind of crazy now if you're, if you're not using prime, I mean, it's pretty difficult to compete.
0: Well, and even in the restaurant, look at Aaron, Um, you know, Aaron pulling in all those primes that he can get his hands on uh, to cook at the restaurant. And James Beard. Yep. I spoke, I I spoke with somebody about
1: uh, somebody who has the same provider as Aaron does. And he, they act the provider actually told them he's like, you know, kind of July and and, and August in June, you know, Aaron pretty much eats our supply, yeah, he eats it. And he go, and they're like, and it goes to him first.
0: <laughs> you, you dance with the date you brought, that's right, that's the story, right?
1: Yep, yep, but it, it's just crazy how much like. I mean, the dude's cooking 106 briskets a day or some, yeah. something around there. I mean, that that that's
0: a lot. It's a lot of well, briskets. Well, I was writing an article about it back, I don't know, maybe four years ago or so. It was about a year and a half after he had gotten the building, before the fire. Okay. And, um, and anyway, I show up at 9.30 in the morning. He's like, just come on back to the kitchen and, and we'll go through and, and I'll show you. And I was like, I want the experience. So at 9.25, I show up. I'm 25th in line behind a third shift chef who'd, who was cooking all night and then behind a couple business guys and a couple people from Texas, the University of Texas, uh, where they had, were getting ready to leave town and they wanted to have the best brisket they could before they – I mean, it was a great, great thing. There was a really cool story, though. It's like sitting on an airplane next to somebody. You don't know what, who and what their story is. I was lucky enough to strike up a conversation with the guy, and he took his whole summer – and he would ask the waiter or waitress what's your favorite place in the next town and he rode a motorcycle and camped every night for the whole summer and then went from restaurant to restaurant on other people's recommendations now so that's like, a vacation
1: now that that's that is an interesting way to eat your way through america
0: right yeah. cuz yeah. and you don't know where you're going. You don't know where, you're, where the adventure is going to lead, and all it is is trying to find the best food that you've ever eaten.
1: That's true, because it's like, I mean, somebody. Could, what's the next best restaurant? Uh, it's this way. You got to go. Blah blah blah. And, and you may be going north. You may be going south. You may be going, you know, back east. Who knows? Oh yeah. That's it's all in the
0: hands of rolling the dice in the waiter or waitress that's that's tending to you or the person you run in at, at the gas station. It's like pulling up to a stop sign, turning on the radio, and if it's country music, you go right. If it's modern music, you go left, you know? <laughs> Just, wh- <laughs> who knows
1: what's going on? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's crazy.
0: I, I want to be next to that guy in Vegas, though. That was a heck of a heck of a win for him to come to Aaron Franklin's towards the end of his trip.
1: That is true. I mean, that that is insane on yep. I mean I guess where where it brought him did did he have any other kind of cool stories about just that experience
0: <laughs> a little bit colorful ones some uh camping's not always the safest thing in the world no. and it doesn't and it's not always people it's sometimes it's animals yeah, uh, yeah so yeah he he had some real interesting stories and and he put a lot of miles on that bike
1: I mean that's awesome that is that is yeah. super fantastic and I mean, I think barbecue is evolving. I think we're going to start seeing fusions... I think we're already so. We already some, are. Some, we some already place. are. Yeah, we, you look, you look at the, with... the
0: New York restaurants and bringing in, uh, you know, you look at, at the, uh, the beach, you know, Big Beach. They're bringing in all kinds of folks to showcase different styles and whether you're bringing in Barbecue Ninja and his gator and, yeah. and cooking those big, you know, those big animals. And then, uh, you know, you, you bring up uh, Carrie Bringle or, or somebody like that, Peg Leg out of Nashville. Yep. You know, all kinds of different blends and ways of doing things.
1: That is true. I mean, I just think there there's there's so many cool things. I just saw the other day, um, my buddy down, my buddy Kevin down in Georgia. They're doing barbecue ramen. Oh as yeah, a specialty, which is I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I've been talking about doing that for a while. I've enjoyed playing around with that. You know, smoking the chicken, smoking the pork, and then putting it in there, um, making I, I I make a smoked broth, which is just like oh I love it. Just so- I do
0: I do my great-grandmother's cheesecake that was in a four-star restaurant in Nashville in the Depression. I do that on the grill. You can do anything on the grill. Oh, that's yeah. the beauty about it. And here's the kicker, too. You know, you're talking about evolution. Sorry, concessions break. No, you're um, all good. But, uh, you know, with barbecue evolution, that's part of the challenge that I'm able to bring to the table to bring this back full circle. Um on consulting folks, because a lot of folks start on those four meats and focus on good backyard barbecue. Then they have a good recipe. Somebody says, go compete. Now they're competing. How do you build a brand? But then how do you branch out of that and actually showcase the recipes and the thoughts and the the inspirations that you have? Are you looking at at, uh, Asian food and trying to incorporate barbecue into it are you doing instead of a lobster mac are you doing a, a smoked pork mac or or even the pork brisket that i'm playing with right now um you know i'm i've got prairie fresh that i'm actually playing with a pork brisket and doing some different recipes now, so it, it's
1: just when you say pork brisket are, are you saying mm-hmm. the brisket off off a of pork you yeah, off, know off off
0: you you just gave me the same look my dog does when i whistle at it like what the heck is he talking about um it's off the shoulder but it's still the same muscle. Okay, so, okay. And, you know it, it's the it's still it's still the chest um but it's got some characteristics that you want to yeah it it's not belly but it's not shoulder it's it's right in between and you got to play with it and figure some things out. So now, that's a great one play with. Is it, is it with.
1: still two like two muscles put together kind of like a like a packer?
0: You're going to the way that it's the way that it's butchered and yeah. you know you can get it if you if you go to your butcher yourself, you can have one processed and, and have it cut any way you want. Almost uh, there's a lot of four-legged animals with the same muscul- muscle muscle yeah. structure. Yep. Okay. So essentially, it's the same muscles in, in just slightly different sizes or slightly different configurations because yep. of whatever evolution. But uh, with this, the way that I'm getting them, it's almost the thickness of a belly, coming okay. out almost rect rectangular and and very even. Uh, I'm not. You're not getting the big wedge. Um, you know, where you've got the, the deckle or the point and the, and the, and, the, yeah, it's just not that kind of, of mass.
1: So it's a little, little bit different. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and and it it, is. I mean, it's a different
0: animal, so. Well, it, it's like a bodybuilder and the fit griller. I'm not, yeah. I'm not that big, you know, I'm just <laughs> saying. You, know, you, a little don't, different. you don't got those guns yet. <laughs> my, my pecs don't bounce unless I'm running. <laughs>
1: So what made you, what made you go with the name The Fit Griller? What kind of what inspired that?
0: Well, I I've, I've been I was struggling a little bit with a actually it was dehydration on the Sams tour. Knocked me into the hospital uh, twice in one week. And then they started talking about well, I, I thought I was 18 and bulletproof, really. And I, so I had that come to Jesus moment and said, "All right, I got to change some ways in my 40s." And then I started looking and really becoming interested in all these folks who crash diet or, or, oh, I've got to fit in my suit or my swimsuit, or I'm going on vacation or whatever it is for a real quick fix. Yes. Let's make it a lifestyle. And talking with different nutritionists, talking with different uh, uh, trainers and things, 80-20, that 80-20 balance where 80% of the time you try and eat healthy, 20% of the time Quit living with regret and beating yourself up about it. Recognize that you you may want to improve on what you're eating. But don't – if you're going to have drinks or you're going to – on the weekend, don't beat yourself up. Go enjoy. Live life. Yeah. But also let's have a longer life that we could live. And that's ultimately what that 80-20 fit philosophy is. Um, it's more about just recognizing what you can do. Uh, you know, the sugars and carbs are what get us most of the time and uh, just trying to help people along. Now – you look at my Fit Griller Instagram and you'll notice there's a lot in there in my stories that's very health driven and, and knowledgeable about uh, giving you percentages and thoughts on, on healthy good decisions type stuff. But also too, let's live life. We love this food and, and there's a lot of passion there. So just no regrets is the biggest thing. I think people go through a lot where they where they sit there and, and wanna be something or you know, more. Just Live your life, be happy, and and ultimately it'll it'll come to you with an eighty twenty and sustainable philosophy that lasts instead of just crash.
1: What you just said that that big sustainable thing is a lot of people will crash diet it, and that's not really sustainable. Um, running around and trying to uh, what's the like trying to get fit super fast or or lose lose you know I need to lose twenty pounds by in two months or whatever. And then right after that, they put, they put 25 back on, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, the the lifestyle, they don't keep it up or it just, it gets insane.
0: Well, and it's attainable goals that are reasonable. You know, it's, it's not putting pie in the sky. I'm going to be on men's health magazine with washboard abs. They're going to call it the 10 pack. That's not it, you know, and, and let's just. Go out and and heck, even look. Everybody likes the dad bod now, right? That's what the. That's what I'm going done. for, dude. That's what I'm going for. Go for it. That's it. what helps me out. That's
1: what helps me out. Again, like I, I, I cook every single day, so it it you know it becomes a, it becomes a balance when you cook on a stick burner, uh, <laughs> trying to find trying to find a time to pull away from a cooker for more than forty minutes. Uh, doesn't it doesn't always exist?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: Uh, and, and it, it's just crazy, you know, but I, I think it's really cool what you're doing is you're bringing in this, this different aspect to barbecue and, and, and talking about like, listen, it's okay if you do this, but be aware of the fact that you're doing it, you know, like be aware that you're going to go on Saturday, go eat 4,000 calories. Maybe, maybe that's not a good idea every single day.
0: <laughs> Even if you just go Monday through Friday and eat good or heck look at it this way. Breakfast and lunch, you're two thirds of the way there. You're at sixty six percent of your eighty right there, right? Yeah. It's not hard, just just don't sit there and say, okay, I'm going to have six helpings of dessert just because. Yeah. You know, just an awareness of what you're doing and and You Got I,
1: it. I think that's where people struggle. That's the yeah. that's where they really do struggle because they're like, oh, I did so good, so I'm going to eat. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't reward yourself in the right ways.
0: Yeah. And ultimately, we gotta look in the mirror and and figure out what we're doing. There's some accountability. We've got to step up and be accountable for whatever we do to ourselves.
1: Now, do you have when you when you start playing with seasonings and stuff like that? Do you oh yeah? Do you like going commercial style, or are you more of a let me get in the pantry, let me let me make my own rubs kind of guy?
0: Oh well, Fit Grill will be launching their own steak rub this year. There, I say there. It's me, myself, and I. Um, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I love I get. I get that creative side is definitely, I am a cook at heart. That's what ultimately, uh, brought me to this place. And, but also with a, a unique position in marketing and sales training, uh, I was in a Berkshire Hathaway company in management, in my corporate life before I, I became full-time barbecue about a decade ago. And, uh, yeah, I'm full-time. This is how I earn my living and helping people understand the business act, um, uh, climate and, and how they can adjust and how they can be successful without hitting the speed bumps, uh, the financial bumps too.
1: I mean, unfortunately the, those speed bumps, those financial bumps sometimes will be hit that, you know, it doesn't matter, but, uh, I think it's great when you can have somebody guide you through that. You know what I mean? And, and, and say, Hey, you know what? You're going down this path. I see this and this red flag. Uh, maybe, maybe if we, if, if we course correct a little bit, we're not going to hit it, you know? And I think
0: that's, that's and a, a lot of barbecue thing. instincts are, are on point, you know. A lot of barbecuers' instincts are there. They may just need just a little tweaking. So I may just be there providing a little guidance. Or it may be an overhaul of, whoa, you're about to go off the rails. And and so, yeah, it can be a blend of either. I, um, and and, and, and everything. with you saying point. that,
1: though, I, I feel like you give them the eyes that um, – I always say it like, you know, if, if you talk to a designer – Always, spe- always spell check their work, always look over their work. After a while, they start looking at that work and their brain starts to correct whatever is incorrect because they've been staring at it for 20 minutes. And when you start going into barbecuers, dude, we've been doing it for so long and we've been doing it so hard and putting in so much work that eventually you're like, no, no, this is the only way to go. This is the only way to go. And you could come in with a fresh pair of eyes and say, yeah, you know what, I'm looking at this and... Let me help you. Let me guide you to something that you don't see.
0: Well, and here's the kicker. And at an MBBQA, I'm, sure, I'm shaking my mama's finger at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with MBBQA, you know, we had long conversations and, and presentations about shrinking from a 12 foot section of, of shelf space in these grocery stores down to eight, down to four. You know, it's getting a tighter market. So how are you going to get in? How are you going to differentiate yourself? What is the best avenue to sell? Are you at the corner farmers market, or are you go on Amazon full blown? You know, what are you, what are you really going to do? And are you looking to get pennies on the bottle, or are you looking at dollars? And what is your situation? Are you going to go with more quantity? You know, as far as selling to the masses and trying to get it out there. What's your marketing budget? How are you going to get the marketing out there? Because right now you got to pay uh, influencers money. You know, you just don't give them free product. And here's something, too. Unless I say this out of. If you're
1: good friends well, with influencers, don't hook
0: <laughs> me up. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you've got and here's here's the thing about and this is where I took a deep breath inside. I say this out of love for barbecue and barbecue people. We are not being paid what we're worth. We're giving away the farm. We are giving away the farm. And, and, you know, you can listen to Gary V and he can say, you know, you need to suffer and get, do it for free. We've already suffered. And we, you know, quite a few years, a lot of people, but you also have to be compensated. And there isn't a return on investment that companies are getting by giving you just a few things, a T-shirt and, and a hat does not mean you're sponsored. When you're cashing checks or you're getting something of, of value back, whether it's uh, sharing on their big base of, of followers to try and boost yours or, or however you're going to frame it, it's not always monetary. But we really need to look at that. And that's ultimately also things that I bring to the table are just things to think about, not to try and oversell ourselves for who we are, not to build up value or ego just to be real about, okay, business-wise, I'm bringing value to the table. I can get a little bit more from this, from what you're presenting me with.
1: And what I think a lot of people do forget is once you put that post on the internet, it lives forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you,
0: and you've tied your brand and your name to it. And does that mean because you've, you've done this for one company, it's a, whatever, Charcoal or Widgets or whatever it is, yep. does that mean no, the other widget company doesn't want to work with you now? So you've got to weigh those things out because there's business decisions that you are using your brand and associating with. So how are you going to do it for the long run success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And and one of the things that I kind of look at um, is, you know, do I want my listeners to buy this? Would I buy this? You know, if I bought mm-hmm. this, would I be a happy human? Yeah. And and yeah. we've I've had some falling outs with a couple companies that have, you know, I came back with them, and I was like, listen, the product just – it's not what I thought it was. And they're like, you know, we're really sorry you feel that way, but, you know, it's just – it's what our product is, and we don't understand why you can't just promote it. Because I'd be pretty pissed if I purchased this because I told you me to. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be kind of mad. Yeah. And I don't want to really associate that. So there is, there's so much to think about sometimes.
0: Well, and also you've got you've to do a little analysis on, uh, on the front end, a checkup from the neck up is what I call it, and on the front end of what your goals really are and what your principles are. What yeah. is it you're going to look at and do? And are you looking to go all out and be recognizable by every single person and sign autographs? Or are you looking at, I want to share and, and build my brand, but I also want to keep the principles, mom, dad, and, and the world around me instilled in me?
1: Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, Myron kind of talked about this a little bit, and you touched upon it uh, just a few minutes ago, talking about kind of rub bottles. Um, you know, do you want to be that product that's in every single Walmart and you're making, you know, 10 cents on the bottle? Or do you want to be maybe in the mom and pop stores and you're making $2 on a bottle? You're not selling as many units per se or you're not shipping as many units per se. And, and I think that's what sometimes people see that that big box store comes up to you and says, listen, we're ready for you. We want you. And they're like, OK, this is the break. This is my big break. Let's do it. You know, well, and, then, and here's
0: the kicker too: is they jump in thinking, okay, I'm going to put the mortgage on the house because this money's coming right back. Uh, if it doesn't sell, guess what? They're going to charge you fees. They're also going to return the product to you, and they're going to they're going to charge you to buy it back, basically, and take it off the shelves. They're going to charge you yeah. labor and whatever they can get out of you, plus marketing dollars to go into the store and and things. That may fit, and those are awesome things for the right fit. Sure. But a lot of people just coming into the game they're not prepared for quite that a lot of people are coming in on on uh on a shoestring budget with with big dreams and and they need to i sort of a pair it, you you need to crawl before you walk and walk before you run type of thing and yep. run before you fly
1: yep i i definitely agree with you it's, it's having that plan and kind of knowing and like you said you know sometimes people see those see those numbers and they're like oh my god it's gonna come right back to me and it's like well what makes you them pick up your widget over you know somebody else's widget? Well, there's well, also did, marketing dollars, right? And if your exactly. marketing isn't right, guess what? They may be picking up the other one who maybe the widget's not as good,
0: but maybe or the you spend all is your money, or you spend all your money on making the product just to fill the order. And now what do you do? Because you got to market, you got to sell your brand, you got to make sure people are interested in taking it off that shelf, taking it home and using it. Um, you know, do you pair up with with? Uh, popular faces and, and go that router or, or do you create your own, uh, brand and, and, individual face to the, to the name and that I kind of thing.
1: One of the big things that's going around now is the, you know, the, the micro influencers, the
0: people that thousand thousand followers or so on the micro yeah. influencers. And it is, um, that's the most, that's a wonderful genuine thing, but even compensation wise, it's still about the same rate per follower. and, and you know, you know, Here's the thing, too. Those micro influencers, they may be getting X number of dollars, 100, 150, let's be really generous and say 200. Yeah. Um, and, and you're not getting that. And what it is, is you're not even paying for the food budget.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, by, the, by the time you pay a third of the money in taxes, because you're your own business now, too, you don't have anything. You're in the hole yep so as an influencer that's where I was talking about too we've got to set our value and and understand that we need to be getting more out of it too not and just it, I just crave the follower no, just be true to yourself be true to your brand and that's that's the thing that'll come uh, is the numbers
1: and I think that that's one of the hard things is um when when people come to you with with this you know they're like oh I'm gonna give you this this and this and you're like, oh, that's awesome that sounds great you know and then Sometimes it's the first things that come you know you get excited, of course, and then you're like oh shit did i did i did I do the right thing
0: It's junior high and the and you just got the girl to say yes to go to the dance with you or whatever it's yeah. that giddiness and, uh-huh. and ooh, but whoa 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 wait it's it's just dance and and yeah. that's a wonderful thing, but it's it's not prom, it's not the formals in college, it's yeah. not weddings, you know. Let's just keep our eyes on the prize.
1: And then, I mean, I, 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 I have a feeling, I can't say that I know, but I have a feeling that there's some really nice undercutters. You know what I mean? People that are undercutting
0: people. And You know what? But everybody's got their place out here. And, and I do. True. I, I I go with Gary V on this, and I, I quote him a lot because yeah. – He's got some truth, but he's got some thought points is what I really go to him for, making me think about things and evaluate my positions on yeah. it. But if you're spending your energy, if you're going to be positive in this world, which we can all use a little bit more smiles, laughter, and positivity right now.
1: Sometimes, but, right?
0: Um, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> um, but as far as that goes, you're spending energy on chasing somebody who, shame on you, you broke a rule, you, you used my picture. Be flattered, man. You got good content. Somebody's doing it. Go after them if you feel the need. That's your prerogative. But uh, I'm going to spend my energy focusing on making my dreams come true, not holding somebody else back from theirs.
1: The only thing I will say, the only thing that bothers me is people that make money off other people's hard work. which True. Is, which is a big thing right now in, in, the, in the influencer's Instagram world. Is there's a lot of people that are taking content that they're not creating and building up a very large following, and then selling that following.
0: I compare it to a number of things outside of of um, you know outside of um, the social media world. And yes, you can you can always fall back. That is the accurate legal perception. But if you're getting if you if you care about it, you can always report them, and, and you can spend your time and energy and, and have that. I like to k- keep my um, teams and my people positive, uh, so I try not to focus on the negatives. Now, when somebody's taking advantage of me, yes, I stand up, and you're not going to want to go down that road. Yeah. I can tell you that, but, but on the pictures and things, it's all in how you want to see it. Um, like we're at the same ball game, and, and we, we're actually for the same team. We watch a play in the end zone. You say pass interference, and I say touchdown. It's a half full, half empty type of approach, and how you want to live your life. Um, so, as far as that goes, maybe you need to speak. <laughs> maybe you need to speak to a consultant like me, and then you you uh, work with your brand and figure out what's the best blend for you. Is your original content really hitting all the spots? Do you understand your hashtag game? Do you really understand the, the number of minutes you need to be presenting on YouTube and the hashtag game there and how to present and, and yeah. how to uh, make sure that, that you're doing the formula? It's a lot. I've been around Nashville most of my life. And country music is how many beats per minute. That's yep. what determines a hit song. And there's formulas for that, but they're like we already talked about. They always change an algorithm, and then we're changing the formula just to tweaking a little bit. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that's Fund, kind of fundamentals are the same though.
1: Kind of the uh, kind of the little game that we play, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Figure out figure out where where we're at, what what we're doing, what we're tweaking, and then the the formula or you know the game is pretty much the same. It's just the rules change.
0: A you familiar with Chad Ward with um, Whiskey Bent and, and Trader? I am. I, it, I am. It's almost like I've known him for years, and it's almost like we we have a um, competition on who says this phrase the most. But uh, rising tide lifts all boats. And if somebody is doing well in barbecue, I want them to go do well. And to me, I don't really care whether they're borrowing my content to do it Um, That just means that I've got a successful formula. And in a way, it's an answer to me that, okay, if I do it just a slight adjustment of what this person did to my content, I can learn from that. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And so it's a, it's a compliment and a way to measure because we're playing this social media game without any rules. They don't yep. publish their rule book. They don't give us the algorithm formulas to go. We have to experience it and then and analyze it and try and figure this out like a big old puzzle. It's and like the it's wild, a, wild
1: west. What oh, man.
0: <laughs> and, and so it really is. So in a way, it's how you want to use it. So if somebody with 800,000 followers picks my pick, okay, one, I've got something visual there that they're they're excited about. That's awesome. That means I've got a, a fan, or or at least somebody who's paying attention to me. And then let's go see what they did. Did they change it up any? Did they change the hashtags? That kind of thing. And then bring it back and apply it to mine. Am I using thirty hashtags? Am I using thirteen? You know, whatever it is.
1: Well, there are those few magic numbers of hashtags where Instagram does like a certain amount. Uh, <laughs> they don't. You know, they don't. They like a. They like a couple more than four. Uh, so. Uh-oh. There, there are those there there are those That's, certain things that you got to do
0: there are and it there's a nugget in there and it's getting to be more focused on things and and people need to reach out, whether it's me or somebody else, reach out to somebody knowledgeable and figure those things out. yeah absolutely. but also you know too that there's value in it, but somebody's out there preaching it for free good. That means more barbecue success and that means more people who are going to be interested in doing more with barbecue, which means more business for me too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more we can get people knowing good barbecue and trying good barbecue, eating good barbecue, talking about good barbecue, it, it it's gonna it, it'll help everyone, except for the brisket crowd.
0: Well, and and I should have said this two or three times throughout all of this. I mean, it is a political election timeframe, but I, I should have given disclaimers. But it's about the passion ultimately. Everybody's trying to relate that passion and love, yep. and all I'm trying to do is help people quantify that in the business success so that you don't have the turnover or the stagnant, uh, memberships in the organizations. And hopefully it just continues on that bacon ride that I was talking about earlier, that roller coaster ride where it just continues up and up and up.
1: Yep. And I, I I do think people, I think, I think it's, I think it's going to, I think, um, I think it's a very interesting, we're, we're living in a very interesting barbecue time right now. You know what I mean? There's a lot of TV
0: shows coming. Uh, Bama is having its own success. The Canadian show internationally, there's a ridiculous amount of interest in barbecue. And that's the next. And it has been for the past couple of years. The next explosion. We went over. Um, I was lucky enough to be a part with Tuffy, Mo, Sweet Smoke Q. Uh, I was there. Uh, Byron's Butt Rub um, and Bob uh, from Barbecue Guru. Yep. Barbecue Bob. And so all of us went over and competed in like this Ryder Cup thing where it was five of the um, kcbs top teams in europe and us top teams from america and we had our own little head-to-head plus we had a double competition on top of that so it was it was an amazing event uh, in the hague and just to go over and see their passion but here's the kicker and i want to challenge the american folks to think about this what was the prize purse for that contest 40 teams i believe was the number of teams that were there, and what did the, the prize purse, total pool of money, the total pool of prizes, what was it? I'm gonna go. I don't know. The first place team got a grill. Okay. That was it. Was it a No more money. At least? No. Yeah, yeah. There was. I mean, there were prize little gift bags and rewards and stuff, but it wasn't this ten, twenty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars and and it was about the love of barbecue and that was the reason I was saying it is because internationally they're still where we were 10 15 years ago on figuring things out and and the getting their patterns and their strides and their programs and thankfully with the internet and classes and things they're they're winning the American Royal like last year a team from uh Europe did yep uh but you know it it's one of those things where it's still about the love and that's ultimately what I wanted to bring it back to is it it's, it's got a business aspect to it, but it ultimately is about that love and passion.
1: Yep. I mean, I, I think if you don't have the love and passion, the business aspect doesn't show up, right?
0: You don't um, get the business chance.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't get yeah. that chance. You don't get that shot. Yeah. And, uh, but you need that love. And, and when business gets tough, that love and passion can
0: push <laughs> That can help you sleep at night. You know, because cool. you're doing what you love, you don't hit the snooze bar in the morning.
1: Hey, you try to sleep at night. You don't hit the snooze bar, anyways. <laughs> but sometimes that stress yeah. keeps you awake. True. You know, uh, I went full time barbecue a couple months ago, and uh, sometimes, sometimes there's a little stress. But it, it's a, is. it's a great feeling. You know, it really is. It's it, it, it especially when you're when you're cooking for people and they eat your food, you're like.
0: Yeah, I did it. (laughs) That's what got me into it. I wanted people to either be wheelbarrowed to their cars or have to undo undo their belt at the table. That was my goal. Um, You know, it's just it's one of those things. You can get caught up in the in the competitions and how to do those things, but it's ultimately about the backyard. I can't wait for July Fourth. I'm lucky enough; just I'm in a small little town, about twenty six thousand people. And uh, they they're bringing in Charlie Daniels, and it's the park right behind my house. So I'm going to be sitting on my back porch listening to Charlie Daniels and and having a little bourbon up here in Kentucky.
1: Yeah, that that sounds fantastic. We have, um, and this podcast will air a little bit after the fourth, uh, about a month or so after the fourth. Uh, but who do we we got somebody somebody big coming up that I, I was kind of shocked that 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 they that they're playing. And I can't remember who it was.
0: Um, you'll have to message you'll have to message me when you remember. Yeah, and Chicago's I, got a big event this weekend.
1: They do, they do. Myron will be up. Uh, a couple other people will be up. Um, big Green Egg's got their own race car. Woo. it's crazy! Uh, did you see those pictures? Those those look kind of cool. They look nice. I, I like the.
0: Have you seen Have you seen the Weber car? I think it was a Lamborghini with Weber flames and coals a few years yeah. ago on it.
1: Yeah. yeah, that thing was great. Yeah. Weber does but. a good job too. Weber does a great job. I love, I love all the guys at Weber. Kevin, uh, Kevin Coleman over at Weber. Uh, shout out to him. Dude, he's a great dude. Dustin, the guy, re- Dustin right underneath them. Uh, Jason, they're all, they're all just such amazing people on that Weber team. Maddie and Kiki are on that team. Uh, they're uh, Weber. Weber really is a big family team, and I think that's. I mean, barbecue in general is a big family. That's what, that, that's what I, um, that's what I always try saying. You know, I, I do barbecue classes and, and, you know, some of the guys will be like, well, what are we doing? The, it, you know, they try like talking before and I'm like, dude, calm down. Barbecue is family. And they're like, so yeah. I can ask you anything? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's just yeah. family. I'm like, that's where you're at. It's just family. Just think we're hanging out. You're getting a class. You're drinking some beer. Try not to drink too many beers.
0: But, <laughs> so you remember what the class was about.
1: Oh, yeah. So we, we're we teaching this class, and I'll tell you this small little story. It's kind of funny. I'm teaching a class, and we're using one cooker, and then another cooker is right next to me. But it's it. I'm behind the cooker, so I can't see my thermometer on the other cooker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I turn to one of the guys in the class, and I go, hey, can you tell me what that cooker is sitting at? And he looks at it and he goes, "75 degrees Celsius." Because <laughs> we had just, we you know, it, it was getting up to temp. It wasn't at temp yet. Yeah. It was 75 degrees Celsius.
0: Do you have to? Did you go straight to your phone and ask it to con- Siri? Did can you convert it for me?
1: No, I just looked at him and I go, "Who the fuck <laughs> gives you Celsius?"
0: I know. He was well it was the one it was the number he could see maybe I don't know I,
1: I think it was the only number that made sense to him he had had a couple <laughs> <of> beers <laughs> And sounds like his, a good time All of his buddies gave him shit the entire rest of the class they were like like he he would say something they were like no no give us the celsius because you know we all use celsius <laughs> And we were all
0: dying laughing And it was just. Bet you got a thermometer for Christmas.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. I'm going to give you a Fahrenheit thermometer. I'm like, dude, (laughs) do you really want me to think like right now? You want me to convert the math? (laughs) Like, come on.
0: This is barbecue. This isn't algebra or accounting.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's just insane. So, as as we kind of wrap into the uh, end of this podcast, I want to talk to you a little bit about. Are there any tips that you can give somebody? who is just getting into the barbecue game, and they're thinking about branding, they're thinking about their team name, they're thinking about different things, what are some things that they should, if they haven't thought about it, what are things that you think they should think about before they roll that name out or before they roll that brand out?
0: Getting good advice, not the people who sit there and say, your barbecue tastes great, you should sell this then charge them for it and see if they like it. That's the the dilemma there. Get some real professional advice, not just feeling the ego bump from those that are around you, because that's awesome that you've got that support. You're going to need it through this adventure, but uh, you want to actually get that professional. I always go to the grocery store, um, look at the aisle, see what's out there, um, you know, and, and really try and evaluate, like I said, that checkup from the neck up. What do you want from this? Uh, What are you really after? And is it just because you want to go down this barbecue adventure? Uh, do you think you're Myron and Tuffy? Go for it. That's awesome. They've already developed theirs and been been themselves and, and shared their brand. Uh, but who really are you? And and the toughest thing we've got on anything in life is looking in the mirror and actually figuring out who and what we are.
1: Yeah. No. I, I think you. I think you really hit it. Hit that nail on the head really hard there.
0: I don't pull punches. That's one thing you do oh, get I love it. me. I love it. And, I love it. And you know, you'll get me to talk and try and, and relay it in a, in a way that that will get my point across. But it also, I gotta get this across because I'm not you doing you any service if I'm fluffing you.
1: No, no. I mean that is that is fantastic. You're exactly the way I am. People ask me and I'm like, nope, that's not like no, that's not any good. And they're like, wow, you're just being an asshole. I'm like, no.
0: Here's why. Let me you, help you. Yeah. I'm telling boom.
1: you like. It's not good for these reasons and I don't like it. well can't well, what can I do to fix it Here's the re- here's what you can do to fix it
0: well, and, and there's know. a big lesson too you know you're given a big lesson here you talked about tips and things to think yep. about you're not after a hundred percent satisfaction. you are no. a people you want to buy you want to take care of your customer but their flavor profiles out there that people just don't like you may. Um, I mean, you could give them a free house, and they'd still complain about it. There's that personality type yeah, out the, there. Yeah, the porch isn't so, big enough. <laughs> you know what I we mean? We gave it to you for free. We paid your taxes for ten years. What more do you want? You know?
1: You know, I want um, I want five more feet on the back
0: porch. That's what I get want right, right get on it, for. sir. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you put the five on there, they'll be like, you know what? The bathroom needed ten right. more. <laughs> yeah, the bathroom just doesn't look right. Michael, yeah. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. Um, oh, I'll man, do it anytime. Oh, dude, we'd love to have you back. The way that we like to end our show is very, very simply. I, If you could go back to the beginning when you first started cooking and give yourself three tips that you've learned along the way to shorten your learning curve, what would those three tips be?
0: Use your fear of burning something as your drive to do it well, but always have a roast beef sandwich in the fridge. <laughs> um, always pour yourself another drink as you're going through it. My point is not to have more drinks. My thing is enjoy it. This is a passion. This is a love. This is a, a, an adventure. Just live life. Don't get caught up in the, in the minutia. Don't get caught up in the, I got to be at this little point. Mm-mm enjoy it. Pour yourself another drink. And the third is eat dessert first. It's just, um, relish in your moments. And, and, you know, I'm using cliches to, to intro those, but that, but yeah, eat dessert first, relish in your moments and use that as your motivation to get to the next one.
1: That's fantastic. And if you can do me a favor, can you tell everyone where they can follow your barbecue journey on the internet?
0: Oh, yeah. FitGriller.com. That's easy. Um, then you've also got FitGriller on all the social media platforms. Uh, then also check out Heats and Eats on Instagram. It's a new one that I'm playing with, and you're going to see me do a lot of live fire, uh, primitive stuff, and uh, open pits. Man, that's I'm, been- I'm I'm just sharing everything Heats and Eats because I say it all the time. It's all Heats and Eats. I don't care if you're cooking on the stovetop or on top of the grill or in an oven or in a smoker.
1: That is a very cool name. Just kind of, it's it's a. I, I really like that name. Like the branding of that Thanks. name is fantastic. Which I mean, I don't have to tell you. You're like, yeah, I made it. This is what I did. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> Not that way. I appreciate the compliment. No, but and, uh, I, I but, love
1: it. I no, I mean, I meant it. Like sometimes it's like you hear you're, like you know people are like, oh, I love your name. Love the name. Love the name. It's like, yeah, thank you. And you're almost like, yeah, I did a really good job. Like sometimes you want to pat. Like, like, yeah, didn't I do a good job? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> could you get it? Could you get it right there? Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, but I love it. It, And it just, it all makes, like, it it makes so much sense. And you can do so much with that concept. It's very, very cool. Thanks. Well, fantastic, dude. We're going to have to have you back. And I just want to say thank you.
0: My pleasure. Anytime.